This week we're gonna get into the Peter Pan syndrome. I'm sure we've all heard of this before, but I wanna get into some of the really gray things about the Peter Pan syndrome. Sometimes Peter Pan syndrome, there's a lot of red flags that we can definitely spot, but there are also some other things that sometimes we don't catch that will make this person not right for us, a little unhealthy, a little immature. So now the boy that just doesn't want to grow up, I'm sure we've all met this boy time and time again. We've probably even dated him or been in a long-term relationship with him. So we can definitely have the boy that doesn't want to grow up, but sometimes we also have just the immature guy or man who really just doesn't know who he is, what he wants, and is a little unsure of himself. He's flaky and I like to say not cute, not attractive. And when you are healthy and good to go yourself, that will 100% be a red flag and something that you're really not into and that relationship really actually even won't won't go that far because it won't be your vibe your standards are super high you want someone who's clear who's decisive who knows what he wants knows who he is um is confident in himself and so that type of wishy-washy flakiness unsure of himself in a guy is not going to be something that you're even attracted to. So one of the first things is his maturity factor. Usually there is a lot of immaturity here, which means does he know how to handle conflict? Can he handle stress? Can he handle pressure? Can he handle himself when he's not getting his way? Is he selfish? So those types of things really kind of are in that realm of like emotional maturity. And if someone is not emotionally mature, they're not going to be able to handle conflict very well. There's going to be a lot of drama when he is in stressful situations or feeling like he's under pressure. He hasn't learned how to take care of himself in those ways to kind of cultivate being able to overcome those feelings of pressure, stress, things like that. If he's not getting his way, is he extremely selfish, which then becomes manipulative at times? Um, so how does he handle when he doesn't get his way? Is he condescending, etc.? So when you start to see patterns in people, do you believe patterns? Do you trust those patterns? Or do you just keep hoping that something will get better? So I always say when you're dating, um, the only thing you're doing is, of course, you're emotionally getting invested in a relationship, you're getting butterflies, you're, you know, you're attracted to someone, all those things. But that's your childlike state. What you want to learn how to do is approach relationships more from your adult self your higher self, your parent self, whatever analogy you want to use. Because when you think about it, when you brought a guy home to mom and dad, dad, more specifically, even mom, 100%, but your parents didn't care that you had feelings for this guy, that you thought he was cute, that you were like, you know, butterflies in the stomach. Like they didn't care about any of those things. And quite frankly, they probably didn't even want to know about them. But what they cared about it was, is this person actually good for you? Are they going to treat you well? Are they right for you? So when we date from our childlike state, that means that we're getting emotionally invested in someone super fast and we're not looking at those key factors of what happens when conflict happens. How do they communicate? How do they handle stress? Are they selfish? So those key maturity factors of being able to be in a relationship, being able to take care of himself, let alone you when you need him, to be your rock or your best friend or whatever, he has to be able to do those things for himself first and foremost. So when you brought a guy home to mom and dad, dad didn't really care that you thought he was cute. All he wanted to do was examine him, probably intimidate him a little bit to see, is this guy actually worth it? Is he worthy of my daughter? Is he, same thing with your mom. Your mom was like, is this guy worthy to date my daughter? 
or any per person, is this girl worthy enough to date my daughter? So they didn't care about the emotion, they care more about the logic. They were looking at this job description of what does it take for this person to date my daughter? And is this person actually qualified? That's what you need to start being as an adult now, because now it's not just about being wishy-washy yourself and being in that childlike state of like, oh my God, she's cute. Oh my God, he's cute. I'm just so excited. It has to be, you have to take it the next step further. You have to become the adult when you're dating, the parent, the grown up, your higher self, and not just coming from all emotion because emotion will overlook red flags. Logic never will. So the next thing is this person, if they do suffer from Peter Pan syndrome, they are not going to take responsibility personally or professionally. So this is the person that doesn't know what they want to do in life, isn't able to hold down a job, doesn't really have any desire to make money. And this isn't about making millions and millions of dollars. This is about though finding the thing that you should do that brings you the most happiness that cultivates this like inner sense of self where you feel good about yourself, not someone who is okay with just sitting home all day and doing nothing with their lives. That's not inspiring, that's not good energy, and that's not the kind of person that I'm going to be able to build something with. Now, when you think of personally, not just professionally, but when you think of personally, what you're really looking at is, can this person handle a relationship? So when we touched on maturity factor in that first point, this is kind of the same thing, but what you wanna look at now is when there is an argument, when there is a disagreement, how does this person handle themselves? Do they become defensive? Do they deflect? Do they become passive aggressive? Are they able to sit in someone else's shoes or is their ego just too much involved where they're not capable of doing that? So how do they handle communication and difficult times in your relationship? The next thing is quite frankly, they just have childlike behavior. So they throw tantrums. I always tell people, especially when I'm coaching clients, I'm like, you have to look at, most of the people in the world operate from their childlike state, meaning when they don't get their way, they throw a tantrum, they're selfish, they're self-absorbed. Um, maybe when you bring something to their attention, they don't know how to soothe themselves or handle how that makes them feel, and so they become erratic. So what you wanna do is when you see toxic behavior, you have to be able to understand that you're no longer dealing with an adult, you're dealing with a child. And you have to be able to decipher where is this person's maturity level in their self-development, meaning, you could meet a 50 year old guy and he has the emotional maturity of a 20 year old or you can meet a 20 year old who is very confident in himself, knows what he wants, is actively trying to to cultivate that for himself, knows how to communicate and is way more mature than a 50 year old man. So age isn't really the factor. The factor is let me examine you to see kind of like where you're at so I can gauge whether or not you're good for me. That's really what dating actually is. What most people end up doing is when this toxic be behavior happens, you just go toe to toe with this person in the ring and now you end up going through this like abusive cycle yourself where you become erratic, you might overreact, then the person thinks you're the abuser and now we have like a reactive abuse types of type of situation where now you look like the problem when really what was happening was someone was actually just poking you and waiting for you to like start the, the drama and the negativity with them and go toe to toe with them in the ring and you took the bait and now you're fully into this now. And now again, here we go with this like cycle of abuse. So childlike behavior could also be 
are you mature enough to want to do things at this age that I want to do? Meaning, yes, I still want to be playful and like have a nice time and, you know, not feel the pressures of adulthood and just be silly and stuff like that. But are we still going to the club on a Friday night at 1130? No, that's not really a thing anymore. So is this person evolving or is this person just stuck in the past of being a 16 year old boy. Now, when we think about the Peter Pan syndrome, like I said, we typically think of like this guy who like clearly doesn't wanna grow up, clearly doesn't wanna take responsibility for being an adult or any of those things. So sometimes we we equal the Peter Pan syndrome with like a really toxic, cocky, I don't wanna get married, I'm a bachelor forever type of guy. Peter Pan syndrome can also be the guy, quite frankly, just as wishy-washy and just doesn't know what he wants in life. So someone that doesn't know what they want in life is not, an ideal partner because they haven't come to the conclusion of what it is that they actually want. And if you start a relationship with that type of a person and then they get very clear on what it is that they want and come to find out your values and beliefs and what you guys want actually don't align, then now you're in a relationship that's doomed for failure because you're trying to change someone's belief, beliefs and values to align with yours and that's not really your job. So the wishy-washy person doesn't know what he wants in life, he can't make decisions, he does not stand up for himself, like he just doesn't have a good sense of self. Like when we think about um, our partners, we want them to be healthy, we want them to know who they are, we want them to accept themselves, we want them to be good to go. It doesn't mean that they're perfect, but we want them to be at a place where they are actively working on themselves, if not in a really good place. And all of that work they had to do and cultivate completely on their own outside of a relationship. So that's why it's so important when you are single to really be working on yourself because where you put the bar in your life is going to be what you attract when you actually begin dating. It's going to be what you tolerate in relationships. You can't help yourself from attracting a crappy person that you go on a first date with, but you can, your ability to let them into your world is now based on where you're at emotionally, where your wounds are, where your standards are. So we can't prevent ourselves from just picking the random guy on Bumble and deciding to go on a date with him and coming to find out he's completely toxic and unhealthy. But it is on us when we invite them into our world and keep them in our lives for months and years or weeks at a time. Another huge thing, especially with this type of personality where you're dealing with a very immature type of person is there's no room for growth. There's no room for growing and building and owning your stuff and I own mine and let's sit together and just like really try to figure out like what's the deal here? How can we overcome this? How can we compromise? How can we work on this better? And feeling like there's equal contribute equal efforts being contributed in the relationship. There's nothing worse than feeling like you're doing all the work and you're not getting anything in return. There's nothing worse than feeling like you're trying to be the best person and it's still not enough. So those are the times where you really have to be able to take a step back and say, is this person actually right for me? Why am I trying to force this to happen so much? When you are wanting to happen, something to happen so much and you're forcing something that's clearly not good, there's a reason for it. There's a story behind it. So what's the story? 
Is the story that I wanna get married? Is the story that I want a happy marriage? Is it the story that I wanna have kids? Is it the story that I wanna live with someone? Is it the story that being in a relationship, it just it, it just equals, like look at all these people, like they have this person in their life. And, and you know, here's the thing, even before social media, you still had other friends and relatives that were in relationships and you don't always know what was happening behind closed doors. And all you can do is gauge what based on what you see. So what you see is not always the truth. And when we define our happiness on having something, we're always going to be disappointed because the relationship, the child, the money, the career, the house, the car, the whatever, whatever is never going to sustain happiness. It will give you a high of a brief happiness from time to time where yes, you might be you know grateful and there's gratitude and you're blessed and you're thankful and like all of those things, but you still, if all of those things were to leave your life, how could you cultivate a feeling of gratitude and happiness? Then we get back to real deep spirituality of what is the basic, what, what defines happiness, right? Like, and aside from having relationships and having all these great things in our life, what equals happiness? Is it the fact that I'm alive? Is it the fact that I'm healthy? Is it the fact that regardless of what I do have, I actually have everything that I need and really practicing those deep levels of spirituality and self-development and cultivating that within yourself. Now we're on like another level, right? Now we're on a healthy level of not being so attached to things that will give us the happiness that we crave when really you just got to learn how to cultivate it by yourself. Now, again, remember what I said, it doesn't mean that those things won't give you bits and pieces of happiness. They will, but they'll give you moments of happiness. It won't be able to sustain your happiness. No thing, no person, nothing will. You have to cultivate that all on your own. So when you're dealing with Peter Pan, there's no room for any self-reflection. There's not room for growth. There's not room for coming together and communicating. There's no room for him being able to take a step back and saying, you know what? I get this stuff about myself that like I don't really like and I wanna work on it. Like I do wanna be the best person that I can be. And this is where I feel like I fall short. No, there's not gonna be that level of kind of self-reflection. Maybe, maybe with the wishy-washy guy, when you're dealing with a Peter Pan, true Peter Pan, you're probably actually even looking at someone who's very narcissistic. Not saying every narcissist has to be Peter Pan, but I mean, don't the traits kind of, they're kind of intertwining with each other. So if there's no room for growth, that means that all the nasty stuff of dysfunction is going to show up aside from just not being a grown up, not being a man, not taking responsibility. And when we think of like the person that we want in our lives, we want a grown up. When you sit down and you make the list of like, okay, what am I looking for? All those qualities and all those traits symbolize a grown person, a grown up that's healthy, that knows how to take care of himself, that has a job, that has interests, that has passions, um, that knows how to handle themselves when they're stressed, that doesn't have emotional outbursts and can be a little erratic at times. So that's the person that you're trying to cultivate. Now, when you look at your own self, are you all of those things? Who are you? Do you have bits and pieces of unhealthiness that you do? Do you have emotional outbursts? Do you know how to self-reflect? Do you know how to take a step back and say, yeah, when I did that, yeah, that was my stuff and I gotta own that. And you're right, you're coming to the table having a conversation with me about something that I did and I don't like the way that's making me feel and I'm getting defensive, but that's my stuff and I gotta figure out how to deal with that. 
and then I can come to you and we can try to like, how healthy are you? Because your level is going to be what you attract at. So that's why learning how to parent yourself. That's why healing from your past. And I say this all the time in so many videos, you have to heal from your past because your past is really, unless you have healed, acknowledged it and healed from it, it is dictating your future because your past is way in the back and that's what's coming up when you're defensive, when you overlook red flags, like all of that stuff. So that's why I created all my courses. I'll actually link the nine week course up here because it's a great course to take. I tell people all the time, it's huge in terms of all of your wounds, emotional triggers. I always go over self parenting. So it's really good stuff. So check that out. But I want you to understand that this person is aside from just being a little boy that just doesn't want to grow up into a man, it, you need to be able to spot that. You need to be able to spot, am I dealing with a grown person or am I dealing with just a child? And instead of fighting it and seeing the child and wanting him to be a man and fighting it so bad or doing everything for him to get him to, to be that man that you want him to be, let's start looking at people with clear eyes and being able to examine are you good for me? Where are you at? This isn't about finding perfection because it's not going to exist, but are you, you want to find someone who's actively working on themselves that can take a step back and say, yep, I got this about me and I really need to take care of it.